America, demand your MTV. I want my MTV. Welcome, Radio Stars, to Geek Salad, episode 51, Guido's Killed the Video Star. And, by the way, I'm sorry, what was I talking about? Uh, Guido's. Oh, Guido's, yes. Um, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And with us, uh, for yet another spin, is uh, Jim. Evening! How you doing? Oh, bitchin', guys. Well, bitchin'. Back by popular demand, I might add. And we are talking today, uh, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of MTV, a little belated. Yeah. It's been about a month since they actually had their anniversary. Um, Yeah, but who watches MTV anymore? Exactly. My wife. Keep moving. Okay, yep, never mind, never mind. Uh, We were actually going to have a uh, fourth member of the discussion. Actually, it would have been our first time with four people. Um, However, uh, Mike's coworker Landing could not make it because his wife Sue was not feeling well. So we had to take care of her, which is, you know, the dutiful husband. So um, Landing, as a tribute, this one's going out for you. Sad. I got tears in my eyes. You know they say that the life is no, the road is no place to start a family. It's too true. <laughs> but he still found time to wear his leopard skin or cheetah skin T-shirt, though, didn't he? That's Steve the, Perry. That's yeah. the right of every man. Yeah, sure is. exactly. It also didn't help uh, crouton-faced uh, Ross Valerie to find any kind of skincare product. So. The road is a busy place, James. Don't you think it'd be cool if they had a band with crouton face, like Brian Adams would play lead, <laughs> and you could have Ross Valerie play? The lead singer of Accept, I think, had horrible. Oh, God. 
Little Wasn't man. he like 80 years old, too? Oh, little man. <laughs> they could be called pizza faces. Oh, no, actually, I think crouton face would be better. Oh, whatever. Italian seasoning is our second <laughs> album. So anyway, I got some trivia to kick off the show. Uh, the, the guys have not actually heard any of these. We did this for the Weird Al episode, and you actually did pretty well. I won, yes. Better than our self-proclaimed expert, Don. Yes. Actually, he actually doesn't proclaim anything, but... No. I remember saying self-proclaimed expert, and he looked at me like, what? What are you talking about? Okay. Why is that gun pointed at me? <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen. Uh, first question. Can you name the first MTV VJs? Um, I can. I don't know, Mike. Do you want to do it? Do you want to no, do no. It? You go ahead. You take a stab at it. Well, it was J.J. Uh, Jackson. He had the leather jacket and the lightning bolt earring. <laughs> uh, Alan Hunter. Sorry. Who has the same hairstyle, who also, incidentally, was in David Bowie's fame video before he actually became a VJ. Interesting. Alan Hunter was such a pretty boy. Well, I'm going to move on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mark Goodman, um, Nina Blackwood, and Martha Quinn. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Then they brought on Dutch sensation Adam Curry. Well, I think the only one it. I would have missed would be Mark Goodman because I keep forgetting him for some reason. Yeah, no, but he's 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 still on VH1 Classic. He does a yeah, lot. Of he, stuff. Actually, he's good. He's he does really a lot. Good. He actually jumps. Um, if you have Sirius XM, Mark Goodman actually jumps from station to station. Eighties uh, on Eight has all of the Alan, surviving. Yeah, Alan Hunter does that. He does that on um, Classic Rewind. Yeah, he's on that. Yeah, um, I think I, I can't remember if, if Mark Goodman also does it on the Boneyard too, but. Uh, no, they, they... Oh, they got Eddie Trunk yeah, for that, they, didn't they, they? Yeah, they grease up a door and throw a Twinkie <laughs> through it and get Eddie Trunk in. All right. Do you guys like Rainbow? No! <laughs> All right. Who was the first uh, VJ to actually be slotted for the first couple of hours of MTV? Uh, probably J.J. Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Nope. Mark Goodman no, was got really? the first shift. This is it. Welcome to MTV Music Television. The world's first 24-hour stereo video music channel. Now, just moments ago, all of the VJs and the crew here at MTV collectively hit our executive producer, Sue Steinberg, over the head with a bottle of champagne, and behold, a new concept is born. The best of TV combined with the best of radio. Now, starting right now, you'll never look at music the same way again. Did he really? Yeah, they had little intros. So, I mean, technically speaking, um, Alan Hunter was the first VJ that, whose face appeared, but it was Mark Goodman's show, and he was the one who kind of introduced, this is something new for music, blah blahzy blah Oh, and, I should have known that. That's right. They, they play that. All the time. They, they play that clip all the time. Poop. All right. Poop. All right. Now, we all know that um, Video Kill the Radio Star by the Buggles was the very first video yes. played on MTV. I, I really do think that you could have been dead for 30 years and still known that. That tidbit. Um, what were the second and third videos played on MTV? I have a feeling Mickey by Tony Basil is in there. Nope. No. Really? Uh, the second one is Pat Benatar. I think uh, you better run. Yep. Uh, the third one, was it uh, Insane in the Membrane by the... In- <laughs> nope. No. Care for a stab? I think that was 90s. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry. Um, just trying to think of some news. Uh, I always want to say Billy Idol's White Wedding, but that's, I yeah. know that's not right. Uh, can you give me a hint? Um, he looked old even back then. Well, well, no. Brian Adams, cut like a knife. <laughs> nope. 
shit. One more try? No. All right. She Won't Dance With Me, Rod Stewart. That's what I was thinking of. My God, I actually watched that video today when I was looking for these things. Oh, it's it's just pathetic watching a guy who at that time was in his mid-40s. Hey, look, he's in plaid. Get it because he's from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The fourth question. Who was the winner of the very first best video at the uh, Video Music Awards? Uh, Money for Nothing, maybe? Dire Straits? Or is that too, is no, that too early? That's too late. Yeah. That Thriller? Was, uh, that was... No? Yeah. Too early. Talk Talk by Talk Talk? Way too early. Uh, go ahead. All right. You Might Think by The Cars. They had, a, they had a very, they at the time, a very innovative video. Yeah, it was like, for that. It was like a woman with a fly's head. Yeah, it's actually Rick Ocasek with a, fly, you know, with a fly's body, which what you? wouldn't actually look out of place for Rick Ocasek. I mean, the guy looks like one of the way outs from the Flintstones. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last question. When Kiss removed their makeup oh. in public... Who was the VJ who got J. the honors? J.J. Jackson. Jackson. That yeah. I remember. I remember that one, too. And they got the honors to look in... Vinnie Vincent dead in the eyes. This is a really big moment. After 10 years together, exclusively here on MTV this evening, we are going to see Kiss without their makeup for the very first time. Vinnie Vincent, lead guitarist and co-writer of many of the songs on the current Kiss album. Eric Carr, drummer, has been with the band since 1979. And Kiss is, by the way, the very first band that Eric has ever been with. Paul Stanley, rhythm guitarist and lead vocalist. Paul is a co-founder of the group. Gene Simmons, bass, also co-founder of KISS. He is the fire-breathing, blood-spitting monster of KISS. And then they quickly put the makeup back on. Quick, put the Vaseline on the the lens. I want to see him like that. Oh, man. I actually made a joke on uh, Twitter about a month ago when they revealed that the Ultimate Spider-Man mm-hmm. was going to be like half black, half half Latino, oh, okay. half gay, or something like that. And I actually mentioned that he had unmasked, shown that he was half black, half Latino, put out about four really, really shitty albums before he put his mask back on. Was he Jewish as well? Oh, God. Kiss. Hi. Rock and roll credibility? We've got none. <laughs> they don't want it. Yep. They don't care. Shh. 
Well, they're making billions of dollars. I always said most rock bands want to be the Beatles. We want to be Coca-Cola. Yep. And they are. Oh, boy. Have you ever seen the Gene Simmons sex video? Yes. Where he's wearing a shirt the entire time? (laughs) Thank God for that. I missed this one, and I don't feel like seeking it out. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You will want to blind yourself. Swear to you. All right, so let's um, move on. We have a letter from our one of our contributors, Chris. It's Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. Hello, Andy and Mike. On midnight, August 1st, 1981, a rocket launched in the words, Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. A new era was born. When VJ Mark Goodman, this is why I don't read this first, said first during his segment on MTV that you will never look at music the same way again, you will never know how right he would be. When you heard a song on the radio from the 80s and 90s, you could not picture the video for that song, especially if the video was memorable, like You Might Think by The Cars, or Words by Missing Persons, or Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo, among others. That video freaked me out. Oh yeah, You well, know that, what? That, it was fine until you, you're until looking the, at it and the guy's face comes out of a, a bowl of fava beans or something. <laughs> God. Chris wants to add that my favorite all-time videos had to be the ones were, were a little less known on the pop charts. Videos like I Do Wanna Know by Ario Speedwagon, Anna Eng by They Might Be Giants, House of Fun by Madness, Poison Arrow by ABC, uh, Be Good Johnny by Men at Work, Goonies Are Good Enough by Cindy Lauper, I Love Rocky Road by Weird Al. Oh. My least favorite videos are the ones that are poorly or dull or dull. Um, videos like most of Holland Oates' videos, Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin, Dancing in the Street by Butt Buddies, Mick Jagger, and David Bowie. Hey! <laughs> uh, these are Chris's words, not mine. Separate Ways, Journey, and uh, Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie. So what was the start of the downfall of MTV, Chris wants to know? I kind of waver between the premiere of Remote Control, MTV's first non-musical show, and the premiere of The Real World, MTV's first reality program. No, the first reality program. Yep, pretty much. Uh, Both shows were in some way linked to the death of MTV as we used to know it. When the ratings for the non-music shows were showing better numbers than the music videos, MTV showed less and less of the music videos and more and more of the non-music reality programs. Despite what MTV has become, I, I still remember the glory days of the channel when Mark Goodman would count down the top 20 videos for that particular week, or Nina Blackwood would introduce a world premiere video from Duran Duran, or Martha Quinn would interview Cindy Lauper about her new Shebop video. Long live the real MTV, 1981 to 1983, 1993-ish. Chris. Um, I also want to uh, have a special shout-out to Chris. Uh, congratulations on the birth of your son, Santino. So uh, we'll soon have another member of the Geek Salad family in our midst. (laughs) Huzzah! Um, Let's move on to some of the letters that we got. Uh, Also, from when we posted this on Facebook, um, we kind of did this twofold. And I want to start with something a little more timely. Um, This past week, we had the VMAs, the one time of the year that MTV pretends to still give a shit about music. Um, oh, how far they've fallen. So I asked for some people to vent. Uh, John pretty much said, where do I begin? Give me a few hours. Myrna said, Lady Gaga was trying to fo- uh, fondle Cloris Leachman. That was awful. But sexy. <laughs> Carl said, I think it might have been the first time they played Video Kill the Radio Star, but I'm a purist. Okay, that's horseshit, because I used to watch MTV for hours with Carl. Carl liked MTV. <laughs> Um, Mike C, original host Mike C, brought up Howard Stern returning as Fartman would have been a better segment. Only two things worth mentioning, Adele and Paul Rudd. 
All right. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Chris did bring up, as he mentioned before, uh, remote control or the premiere of the real world as mm-hmm. the MTV going off the rails. Ian brought up it was either in 1982 when they started showing commercials as well as videos or in 1985 when remote control began the trend towards half-hour blocked programming. Now, when we first got MTV, we all pretty much all got it around 1982 yeah. in our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I was a little shocked because I'd always heard that cable was commercial-free, and then we got a whole bunch of commercials. However, for like the first two years that we had MTV, there was no audio no. at all for any of the commercials. Do you remember that? Yes. It's bizarre. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, wish it, I, I wish I could do that again this time. I, uh, well, it's mainly commercials now. Yeah. I mean, I, Autumn was watching, uh, this is about a year ago, she was watching Teen Mom. And I was blown away by how many commercial breaks there were. It was like 15 minutes of, I can't believe that this baby is not making me go to the prom. And then they just have like 15 clear seal ads and <laughs> stuff. All right. And then John comes back. We gave him a few hours. The Lady Gaga thing was strange. Little Wayne's VMA finale performance may go down as the worst VMA finale in VMA history. That also would probably go uh, the most uses of the word VMA in a single sentence. The only thing that wasn't surprising about... It is that his pants were below his ass. The sluts from Jersey Shore should have hosted the event, as they are now the poster children for the network, along with the rednecks that appear on 16 and Pregnant, other quality show produced by MTV. For my money, the only thing that will get me watching MTV is when Beavis and Butthead return in the fall, which will likely be the only time you see music videos playing on music television. No, you're not. Sorry. They're not doing videos. Huh? What does the B stand for in BMA? Um, video. Video Music Awards. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Wow. Uh, Marina came back, though, because she did want to mention that her favorite video is that one she still loves today is AHA's Take On Me, which we'll probably get into in a little more mm-hmm. in-depth. Uh, she loved the half-comic look. It was ingenious back then, and she still loves it today. Uh, Mike, why don't you read these? All right. Uh, Alyssa said, when MTV pre- premiered, it was an expression against the system mixed in an age of political correctness and run by old old men slash prudes who only, whose only concern was profit. MTV brought TV to the young and rebellious. Now MTV is a network concerned only dot dot dot. Yeah, that, that's where that, that cut off. Yeah. Uh, she did mention that um, there's a channel on the BBC that still only plays music. Oh, nice. Well, Which, MTV on, you know, like if you have more of the expanded cable options, they do have... You know, there's like MTV, hip hop. There's you know they play rock and stuff. I mean they do have them, but it's broken up by genre. It's broken it's, up by genre, and it's like you you really have to you have to have that expanded cable pack to get that stuff. Yes. Whereas you know back in the day you had one channel. Or, you know we really had two because VH1 kind of came up right. Yeah, immediately but VH1 after. it was was Michael Bolton and right. Loggins and and now they're all shows too. Meet me halfway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Jamie said it was in the early 2000s at the height of TRL in the introduction of Road Rules and Spring Break Live. The latter of two would define the new programming future of MTV, including Jersey Shore. Once they began focusing on real-world spinoffs and Spring Break footage, they stopped being music television. Spring Break would have been good, though. You could have you done that right. Well, and you put did. Them, no, you put them on an island with cannibals, <laughs> and you make them run for their lives. You know, you, you tie pork chops and crap to their back and make them run around with cannibals with blowguns and stuff like that. Take them down for sport. And then you, then, but then you'd be treated to a uh, performance from Sum 41 at the same time. Of course. <laughs> you kind of mix in, mix in shots of them dying with shots of Sum 41. Hey, it's another Blink-182 ripoff band. <laughs> 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 I'm a trust fund douchebag. 
Jimmy then comes in with still one of my all-time favorite videos has got to be Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Mm. Okay, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yes. And then Jim comes up with, it went downhill fast when they can Syphil and Ollie. And then he comes up with, fave video has to be Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, though. Classic. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Because these are, I mean, they're still legendary videos today. Mm. So They uh, do stand the test of time. They yeah. really do. So let's talk about some of the best videos yeah. of, of the MTV era. Well. I mean, let's start with Mirna's thing. Take on me. Well, yeah, take on me. I mean, I hate the song, but it, it really was a brilliant concept. It, I mean, it really, to me, that and Thriller are the two real quintess, quintessential videos because it really took it from a, a just a performance. Like, I mean, you see all the old video. Like, if you if you you know they've been taping videos long before MTV. You know, if you say, hey, it's you know it's Black Sabbath doing Paranoid. It was just them standing there with psychedelic crap and demons and stuff floating <laughs> around. But then they took it to another level. They actually had a storyline, and they actually had... And there were some before it, but these really put it to the forefront. Right. I think, I think those two. But, mm. yeah, with the way they had the little... the little Was it cell shading? Yeah. They had the cell shading, and it was intermixing with the live action. I mean, it, it was brilliant. Right. It really was. And it, it, especially for the first two years, MTV... There was a lot of, like, old videos on MTV. Like, you, you could oh, yeah. turn the channel and see a couple of old Who videos or... Um, yeah, well, that's what I was just or talking Or Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot out there. And, I mean, I mean, most of the videos that we, we also caught up on were a lot of stuff that was pretty much being produced by the BBC. I mean, that's where we really got Adam Ant. Hello, I'm Adam Ant, and you're watching MTV Music Television. Stay tuned for more Ant music in stereo. And <laughs> and Duran Duran and um, well yeah well, I mean, Duran Duran was the first yeah, from band the, from that from was the, made by that by MTV though well they well the second album but yeah that yeah. the first the first album like you know girl with girls on film and stuff like that those are all BBC produced but when I think when you got to the second album when you got to Rio then that was when you had more of the contemporary style you know they, like the yeah he's oh, running yeah. through the wolves being chased by alligators and bats <laughs> and stuff like that you know so one of my all-time favorite videos see i love the song for take on me and i i will contest that the video is the best video ever made well maybe what is maybe under thriller but take on me i think it's one of the best <laughs> videos ever made it is i mean i i don't know if i like the content i don't like the song oh, I but the song. i mean i mean as in terms of a right a video that that springboard that would springboard other concepts. It probably is the greatest video of all time. Right. Yeah. Next um, to Journey's Wheel of Wheels wheel in the, the Sky, sky <laughs> with all these guys with uh, Jufros <laughs> playing keyboards and stuff. Um, the the next video is uh, that was also mentioned was uh, Money for Nothing. That's wow. right. Look at them yo-yos. That's the way you do it. Play the guitar on MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Now that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb. Maybe 
Um, I, I actually, this came out before Take On Me, because it came out in '85, in like middle of '85. Take On Me came out like late, late, late '85. But do you know what the most important aspect of it? It's the first, one of the first songs ever to mention MTV. Yeah, it's true. Which is why it got unbelievable it got, amounts of it, airplay. I think it was once an hour. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> it was on constantly. It's like I can, I can only take Mark Knopfler and his. His headband, headline, <laughs> hair, hairline, and his headbands, and the other poor dude who never even—I don't even know what his name was. <laughs> it was like one barefoot guy that would dance and like shake a tambourine. That was the era when you, they used to have like a useless guy in every band. Well, Frankie, like, Frankie goes, goes to Hollywood had sure like that did. one guy with like the uh, like the, the pencil thin mustache, which was huge during the early eighties. Sure was. I don't know what we can do with him. He can't play anything. <laughs> oh no, let's get mascara. Put. A, a pencil-thin mustache on him, put assless chaps in a spike neckband and have him dance around with a floodlight. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. Now, the thing is also with Money for Nothing, I mean, you mentioned a good point. Because they mentioned MTV, they got continuous airplay. I'm pretty much thinking that uh, Mark Knopfler could have just held the microphone up to his ass and just decided, you know, whatever comes out is going to be the song as long as, like, MTV. And Mark Knopfler has all the charisma of a cantaloupe. Yeah. Hey, everybody, it's me, rock superstar Mark Knopfler. Hey, quit laughing! It's not funny, I really am. Of course, you know, this this video, it springboarded and became the uh, basis for Weird Al Yankovic's uh, oh, Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies video. Which actually is is pretty shot for shot. Yeah. Now, the funny thing with, with Dire Straits, too, is that this was like the only idea they ever had for a video. Because the very next video to come up for this was Walk of Life. Um, which... Okay, I love it because it's all football. Well, yeah, but it's all like sports bloopers, isn't it? No, it's mainly football, but no, they show... We, no, not, not all of it, but, you know, they show Walter Payton, and... Yeah. You know, it's a pretty good video. But before <laughs> Money for football. Nothing, the, their brain trust said, I got a great idea. We're gonna... There's a song... They have a song... It's, it's about, I don't even remember the name of the song. All it is is the Dire Straits walking down the street and some goofy-looking woman in roller skates dancing around them. <laughs> Three you minutes of that. Some buffoons in a think tank that this is a brilliant idea. You don't remember Twisting by the Pool? Was that Twisting by the Pool? No, there was one uh, from Dire Straits called Twisting by the Pool, which yeah, kind of had a bit of a doo-wop sound to it. But yeah, it oh, was yes. just watching you know five balding middle-aged guys playing while they had a couple of ugly women yeah, doing, the, uh, yeah. doing like the Esther Williams dance, you know, pool dance. Next video on the uh, upper echelon of videos everybody remembers and also mentioned, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. song great video i like the video a lot more than i like the song but that's i'm i love peter gabriel well it, oh, it followed up in your eyes i think no it came this was the first single released from so sledgehammer was yeah yep. sledgehammer was the first thing released um and then in your eyes and oh god i think red rain was next or uh don't give up which was a terrible video because it's just peter gabriel hugging kate bush for four and a half minutes Sure, Kate Bush was thrilled. 
I will say that those those women, I mean, they're kind of creepy, but also kind of attractive at the same time. Which which women in the sledgehammer video? Yeah, or the... just the white face. And oh just... yeah, that's Robert Palmer. Oh no! Oh, you're thinking? Yeah, you're thinking addicted to love. Have you been drinking? <laughs> no. Holy you want to talk about a guy who had one idea for a video and Here's used it over and over again? Uh, that was a good video. Sure, they were at his funeral over his casket. Well, the sick thing about Robert Palmer was he died around the same time as Warren Zevon and uh, Johnny Cash died. And Zevon and Johnny Cash... Johnny Cash, was, it was kind of understandable. But. Yeah. But <laughs> but when Zevon and Cash died, their, their album sales and their back catalog sales went through the roof. Robert Palmer, who had one of the biggest albums of 1985, Riptide. Uh, Rip- yes, exactly, Riptide, which is a really boring album. If you once you get past the hits, well, you know, every band seemed to have a shtick, and Robert Robert Palmer's was, "I wear a suit." Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'll put sneakers on. <laughs> Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll show up at the power station. Sometimes. Most of the time I won't. <laughs> and I'll subject you to Michael Desbarres. <laughs> Um, but yeah, getting back to Sledgehammer, it's, it's a really cool idea for a video, and I mean, I think Peter Gabriel really kind of grasped the, we can keep making these big videos, and he's had a lot of good stuff. Steam is a very good video. He is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, no, just, artistically, he's brilliant. He really is. I mean, just his, I mean, if you've seen the, I don't particularly care for Genesis, dudes and wristbands just don't do anything for me when they're playing, but, um... If if you watch the behind the music, because obviously when he left, they took a, just a, a, like a hundred and eighty degree swing. They went from an art rock, an art house rock band, but he would come in these crazy costumes. He'd walk out with long hair and a horn sticking out of his yeah. head, and that's what, I mean. He just has his brilliant, just the things that come out of his mind and the things that he can just put down on paper and then put on the screen are just they were brilliant at the time. Mm. I mean, he is he was he was way ahead of his time. He might have even been more ahead of his time than. Swedish supergroup, aha. He yeah. might have been. No, seriously, with, with, with the stuff he came no, up with. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's funny that you mentioned Genesis, because another big video that people remember is Land of Confusion. Now, Land of Confusion. Well, this one, this one kind of freaks me out because it, it's almost like it's the spitting Martin image. It's the spitting, which was a hysterically funny show. Yeah, it was very much a show of the mid eighties. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, it, no, was it was just very a... much a product of that time. And, 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 that's all. That's all. It was just. It was just a cultural slap in the face. It kind of, kind of reminds me of DC Follies. It, it was very similar to that. Um, well, it was but it was a Brit- it was a British puppet group that was ma- they mainly had it so they could make fun of uh, Margaret Thatcher and the Royals. Yeah, but it was, then make, they it was making it over. fun of it was making fun of conservative politicians. Right. Yeah. 
they had a lot of stuff though with like Hollywood um, with Leonard Nimoy <laughs> trying to win Best Actor for Star Trek Four. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the video itself is, is pretty interesting, um, and I, I remember back when MTV used to have their, you know, top 50 videos, top 100 videos of all time, like, for at least the, th- you know, three of the times that they ran it, this was always the number one video, and then one year I got beaten out by, uh, pour some sugar on me. <laughs> I understand. That, that it was a brilliant concept. Hey, let's get some dudes with long hair and ashes watch jeans with hot chicks. We're going to be in concert. Winner, yeah. winner. <laughs> um, another video on the list, uh, which, you know, Mike, you, you weren't familiar with this one. I yeah. think this was one of the most innovative videos out of the, of the 80s collection, um, Sober by Tool. I am just a worthless liar. I am just an imbecile. I will only complicate you. Trust in me and fall as well I will find a center in you I will chew it up and leave Trust me, trust me, trust me The 90s. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's out of the 80s. Well, it was it was a lot of the claymation concept, but it was re- they took a dark, dark turn. And, I mean, you know, bands like Marilyn Manson and, and you know, another... Well, Marilyn Manson, was, I think, was taking it to a, hey, look, look what I can do. If I was no, allowed but... to chop my dick off on video, I would do it right now. Thunk. <laughs> but, you know, like, sober, um, a lot of Metallica stuff... From that point was pretty dark. Yeah, but yeah, it was dark, but it was a lot of flash. You know, it was like yeah. a lot of flashy, you know, hey, flash, old man. Hey, flash, Lars Ulrich. Hey, flash. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Uh, it, it, great Tool song also. Yeah. But have, every time I hear that. They don't have any bad songs. Yeah. Every time I hear that song, though, I always think of the video. Um, another band that had a lot of great stuff, uh, mainly late late 80s, was Queensryche. Yeah. Well, it was all part of a concept album. It was all the Operation Mindcrime yeah. stuff, and they all kind of fit together. If you watch them all back-to-back, they all kind of fit together. Yeah, it was kind of like a rock opera. It is. No, it was yeah, a it rock was a rock opera. opera. And it was some brilliant music, too. It's, it it could be a lo- the most underrated album of the 80s.
Absolutely. I think it's be- I think it's better than Empire. I like Empire a lot, but it's a better album than the well, one that actually garnered their hits. Oh, yeah, Top to Bottom. There isn't a bad song on Mind Crime. Yeah. Um, you know, Empire has a few clunkers. In right. It. But this, I mean, you want to talk about a band that pretty much got their two good albums out and then made horse shit the rest of the time. Hey, Operation Mind Crime 2! <laughs> I need to feed myself! <laughs> now, Jim, you mentioned one uh, from Def Leppard. Yeah. Which, which it was uh, Women. Now, it was, I think it was the first domestic single released off the Hysteria album in the States. The actual, the first single was released in in uh, England, and that was Animal. Yeah. I believe. But this one, it was, all it was was from beginning to end, it was a comic book. It was a 2D comic book. I don't know who the guy was. I guess it's supposed to be Joe Elliott. Yeah. You know, flying around and into, but it was just kind of cool how they, you know, it, it was, it was taken from, it. there was no motion in it. It was just. You know, screen after screen after screen after screen, and then I think there was a Phil Collins guitar solo thrown in there. With it. But I mean, it, it was. It, I haven't seen one since. It was an interesting concept. I thought you've never seen you've it would never before, and I don't. I don't know if ever again. I don't know. Maybe Justin Bieber has another video like that. I wouldn't know, but yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, I, I thought it was. A, I thought it was something to be honest with you that was going to be perpetuated, and it, it never really was. And that's the funny thing. A lot of the stuff that we've mentioned is kind of like one done. You know, nobody tries to copy it. Eh, you know, maybe they're doing it just because I don't, don't want to be... Is there anything like Aha's video I don't game? think so. No. And if it is, it's usually just kind of like a copy or a, a, a takeoff. Yeah. You know who's still putting out good videos to this day right now? That was the Foo Fighters. They hardly have a bad video. Well... Um, Everlong is, is a great video. Learning to Fly... <laughs> Where I mean, pretty much they got Dave Grohl playing fifteen different characters. Well, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl is, is is a wacky, wacky dude. You know, I, Foo Fighters is one of my favorite bands. Um, but, but you can, you can just—he's very—he's twisted. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he definitely has a real comedic sense to him, and he's able to pen it and put it on, pen it, come up with a concept. Yeah. Now, 
I don't know. Was it? I haven't seen the walk video yet. But oh, rope, rope, rope is just uh, is just a performance video. Yeah. No. Did you see the walk video? I have. All right. Have you ever seen the movie Falling Down? Um. No. But I know. His, I know. I know. Okay. Like. That's that's what walk is. Essentially, it's a shot for shot remake of of Falling Down with Dave Grohl playing the Michael Douglas character. <laughs> That, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. It it actually it won a video music award as well for like best rock performance. Or well, they always if if they're nominated for something, they tend to win their category in most cases. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to some of the not so good videos of um, the MTV era. I want to bring up one annoying uh, pattern that a lot of bands did early on in the age of video, which was use stock footage from like silent films. I'm looking at Loverboy's uh, Turn Me Loose. Turn Me Loose. Practically everything Iron Maiden put out. <laughs> well, you know, I understand why they're doing it with Loverboy. It's like, okay, look. I can only take so much of Mike Reno's headband <laughs> and his red leather pants <laughs> and the rest of the nondescript band, especially the poor bassist who got swept out to sea. Yeah. We gotta do something. What can we do? We got a tw- we got a, we got an hour. Ah, crap! Get some stock footage. Radio Gaga, you had mentioned as well. Same thing. Well, it was, but okay. You know what? But I did for- neglect to mention though that there they did use stock footage, but they were all they were trying to wrap it in a concept. It was based on Metropolis. It was Metropolis. Yeah. Um, it's not a particular, and I love Queen, but it's not a particularly good song. So that it, it, that also hurts the yeah it's, itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was David tough- Bowie's. Uh, David Bowie and Queens Under Pressure. Oh yeah, that's that's nothing but yeah, and that's nothing but stock footage pretty much. They don't show the band at all. Um, A really bad video. Speaking of David Bowie, and Chris had mentioned this, the Dancing in the Street video. Oh my God, (laughs) watching two skinny, pale white guys rubbing asses together. It's like really, Mick, Mick, you used to be cool. I think the 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 dawn of MTV just took took the coolness out of Mick Jagger. It really, really well, did. Well, when you hear him, he's cool. When you see him, you're like, ooh, who oh, is that? God. Harlem Shuffle, anybody? Oh. Awful video that was. Uh. Terrible. Um, getting to the hair metal collection of bad videos. Yeah. Pretty much anything Kip Winger ever did. I never the guy played bass. I never once saw him actually playing it, like playing a note or a chord. I'd see him like you know pick the bass up by the strings, rubbing his ass with it, you know, spinning it around on the strap. Never once saw him actually play it in a video. Hey, I got an idea. Let's commit rock and roll blasphemy and cover Purple Haze. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim, you wanted to bring up uh, bring up one. Um, yeah, it's a bad video. Um, it's it's Warren's Cherry Pie. Thing. Okay, because it really is your prototypical 
hair metal video. It's like, flash of the band, flash of the band, chick, chick, back to the band. <laughs> you know, and it's, okay, okay, Bobby Brown, not, you know, parachute I band. entered, like, second puberty because of her. Yes, so yes. She, just... I, I, got, I got the tinglies when yeah. I saw her. She was, she was smoking hot, and, and as Andy pointed out, she now has hepatitis. Thank you, Nikki Six. Yeah. Um, but it, or maybe it was Tommy Lee. I don't know. The same uh, who the hell knows? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you you think about it, and it was just all the you know. Hey, we're you know we're a hair metal band. We like excess. Hey, it's a fire hose. Let's shoot it. <laughs> you know, it, this is this is subliminal ejaculation on the girl. Yeah. Now, I, I I brought this up a couple of times. Some people agree with it. Some people don't. That the, that cherry pie, the song in the video, pretty much put the final nail in the hair metal coffin. Wait, it did. It was the last big. Hair metal hit because after that it was Trickster, and it was oh, Angel God. Heart. Hey, want to go to a mall and see a hair metal band outside of Spencer's Gifts? Da- danger, danger! Uh... Near the fake doggy do. <laughs> was it Danger Danger the band that um, our friend Aaron invited us to go like go no, to? No, no, no. Coconuts what used to be a a record store. It was on Route Nine in Framingham, Massachusetts, and their claim to fame was you could go. They had a little book. And you could pick out like seven or eight songs and make a mixtape for you. So you could bring it to your lady and say, hey, look, I'm sensitive. I, I made this. <laughs> oh, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> but anyways, they, what they did was they said, we need to get to, to, to get the kids in. We need a, a rock. We need a superstar headlining band. What they meant was headlining a, a, a country fair. <laughs> so they got Danger Danger. Can't name a song. But I remember we're driving into my buddy at the time, Aaron Berg, who's his, just his hair metal nut, driving in with my buddy Fish and Mike, I said, you know what? I bet you a shiny dime Aaron Berg is in line, the first one in line, and sure enough, he's there with his red bandana around his neck and his blonde mullet. Oh, hey, God. guys, want cutsies? No, that's okay. Thank you. Ah, uh, hair metal. That's... You know, I appreciate the novelty of it now, but I, I'm really kind of happy I didn't jump on that bandwagon. Yes, because that's because you were pretentious. But, uh, that's true. But yeah, you know what true. the thing is? Okay. You know, and I, I'm just going to go on a quick little diatribe. I like some hair metal. There are actually some hair metal bands that were actually good musicians. I'm going yeah, Go Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm serious. Cinderella is a good band. They actually have some good songs. The guy sounds like... He's being stabbed in the ding dong with a with a hot <laughs> poker, but he. I mean, the, musically they're pretty good. They didn't do. They didn't riff bash. They didn't sing about all the same stuff. They were a pretty good band. Dawkins was a pretty good band, you know. Now, ten percent. That's the you know you have a ten percent ratio of good bands. The, the other ninety is they're they're garbage. Striper. Hey, I love Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. Now let's go do some smack. Yeah. I mean, sadly, the only way really for us in high school in the late 80s to get to second base with anybody is to like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of like great white. <laughs> my, my, my. Watch my hands moving underneath a white shirt, a white snake shirt. Just <laughs> but that, hey, but once bitten, twice shy was was your typical another typical hair metal mm. video. It's like, <laughs> hey, it's the band, the roadies and their ladies, and then they always wait for the coolest member of the band. They're waiting around in bated breath because he's going to ride in on a motorcycle. Shouldn't be doing that on the inside, but he does anyways. <laughs> You know what? Uh, we have a Bobby little... Brown is in that video, too. Okay. Uh, we have a little clip uh, from Jim and my favorite comedian, Pat Oswald, about hair metal. I think we just need to play that real quick. Sure. 
I don't know if anyone watched VH1's Metal Mania Weekend, where they're showing all these 80s metal videos. Oh my God, I discovered something uh, when I watched all these 80s uh, metal videos on VH1. If you were into heavy metal in the 80s, guess what? You're gay. Did you know that? You're fucking gay. Those videos were gayer than eight guys blowing nine guys. That is how gay... Oh my God, with an extra dick left over to go in the ear. Woo! Holy shit. All of these videos are like these shirtless or even worse, a vest and no shirt. Yay! Guys with the long hair and they're all sweaty and they're rocking out in, an, in, like, in a factory that apparently manufactures sparks. Like that's all it makes, is just sparks. And they're just like rubbing bare shoulder blades together like, yes! You know, just rocking out. And then um, in the middle of the video, they'll cut to a group of hot chicks miles away from the band. Nowhere near the actual band members. Just posing with power tools in an in a auto wrecking yard or something, you know. Maybe I'll get the guys in Haircut 100 to fuck me because I'm not going to get any cock from the guys in Jackal with a Y. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. Everything he just said is absolutely true. Oh, it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. And, yeah, you're gay. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the better songs that turned out to be pretty terrible videos. Alright. Now, Mike, you had a list of these. Yeah, I do. Um, Final Countdown. That's okay. not a good song nor a good video. I love the song. Strike one. What? <laughs> I love the song. Why? Because it's, Why? It starts off with so pumping up. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's you know it's what? a high energy Casio keyboard. Exactly. That doesn't pump anybody up. I can understand where Mike's coming from with the high energy end of it. I, I mean, I saw them live. I we mentioned this on the yeah. '80s show where we managed that. I was so impressed with the lawn section of what used to be Great Woods because they got garbage to be able to be propelled from the lawn section onto the stage because they were so awful. I, I will say I tried getting it through that video. Yeah. And the lead singer is the ugliest looking woman I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like a chipmunk wearing makeup with, <laughs> with a uh, yeah, wig. If you see the video, too, like they, it's like, you know, and the band comes out and they're like, okay, we got to, we got to pan in on, or we got to focus in on our superstar, Joey Tempest. And he comes out with his mean, nasty look. And of course he does. He looks like a, he looks like a chick, you know. <laughs> He's like slamming the microphone, camera. It's like, wow, this song, this song is, is, is we are heading for some hard ass rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And then the song starts. You know, like, oh, yep, okay, there we go. Again. Yep, okay. Pretty soon, the uh, the Denver Nuggets are gonna be using this for their uh, for their intro music. Now, All right, what else you got? I this is one of my favorite songs ever, but the video is horrible. Safety dance. We can go and we want to. Night is young and so am I And we can just feel deep from our hearts to our feet And surprise them with a victory cry Say, we can act if we want to If we don't, nobody will And you can act real rude and totally removed And I can act like an imbecile Say, we can dance, we can dance Everything's out of control We can dance, we can dance Doing it from wall to wall We can dance, we can dance Everybody look at your hands. Oh, we can dance. Oh, we can dance. Everybody's taking the chance. Safe to dance. Oh, it's safe to dance. Yeah, it's safe to dance. 
I like the song. I've always wanted to actually do a, like a, like a really like hard rock version yeah. of it. But yeah, the, the song is I'm late for the Red Fest and there's this midget following me. Is the midget in the band? Because I've seen the, they have another video and the midget's in that video too. Is he in the Pop Goes the World video? Yes. I've is the never midget se- in the band? I think he was just one of the roadies. Oh. Yeah, he was the one getting all the chicks. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Next. This one's going to hurt me, yeah. so. Um, Andy loves this song. It's a good song. The video makes no sense. In a big country. I'll agree with this. No, you won't. I, I no, I will. They had better videos than that. I love the song. Oh, they didn't. But... <laughs> they had one good song. <laughs> but go ahead. I, I know you want you want to talk about this. Well, one. no. I mean, I remember. I I like that song too. Yeah. I did. I, I you know I like it. But the video concept was these you know four Scottish guys sitting around going, "Let's I have an idea. Let's go out into the wilderness and get onto four wheelers <laughs> and drive around looking for treasure." <laughs> Meanwhile, the horrible. Other Scottish witch is going to thwart all their plans. And then at the end of it, they're all, yeah, they they go scuba diving. It's like, let's do all kinds of manly stuff. And then they they swim to this island, they have a bonfire, and they play a show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Beginning, middle, end? Doesn't doesn't one of them make out with a Scottish witch, too? Um, No, I I, I think she throws him to the ground. Okay, cool. She does. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Throw him to the floor? Oh, yes, very wuffy. Take this and go kill yourself. <laughs> okay, we mentioned, right. we mentioned this one earlier. Separate ways. Oh, God. Uh, shot essentially on a shipping pallet. <laughs> but it did lead credence to any type of air instrument you might want to Oh play. my god. I was there... the piano on the wall. My, my, my favorite part is the fact that apparently Steve Smith, the drummer, doesn't know how to play air drums. 
<laughs> and Neil Schoen doesn't know how to play air guitar. Guy's got some of the, some of the greatest riffs of my rock and roll upbringing. He does. He's yes. And guy can't play air guitar worth a lick. No. But there was this thing. He played it up too high. You really got to play it down. Yeah. In front of the knee, like anything below the knee is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Yeah. The um. <laughs> you know the thing is though, I used to watch. Brian and Steve Dermody do their impression of the Separate Ways video where, like, one would stand kind of horizontally to the other one. And then they just, like, you just watch them and it's like, they're singing and then the other one will pick up. <laughs> Someday love will find you. And then Steve-O would just do the break those chains that bind you. And then they'd switch positions. Did he have his vampire fangs on? Uh, no, he did not, yeah. actually. I don't even need to know. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, awful video, but great song. Yeah. Journey had some pretty terrible videos. He really did. You know, faithfully. I'm on the road. I'm, I'm on a bus. Dan, dan, dan. I've got this stupid mustache. <laughs> Gonna shave it now. It'll take a minute of the video. Um, Steve Perry was not an attractive man. Oh, God. No. He could sing, though. We've been talking yeah. about that a lot this episode. Oh, okay. They, he's okay. I haven't mentioned that a lot. You guys have. That's true. Well, I just... I'm here. I'm just want to play the, the the clip of you know you like hair metal you're gay but go ahead <laughs> right. next um, I love Rick Springfield I mean no I'm not gay <laughs> but he loves the music stylings of Rick Springfield of yes, Mr. Richard Springfield yes I do but the video for Human Touch sucked really bad. Uh. There's a new movie out called Return of the Jedi. There's a big fat alien in it. <laughs> fat aliens are hip these days. Gotta have a fat alien. I just kept, I just had this vision of this oil baron with a cigar in his mouth and a big 10-gallon hat. The kids love fat aliens these days. <laughs> Give me some of those. Yeah, it, yeah it's a decent song. I, it's not one of my favorite Rick Springfield songs, but yeah. it's a decent song. But you're right. There's a, there's a Billy Ocean video that's very similar oh, to that. <laughs> what? Oh, God, I can't remember what it is. I think it's a lover boy, but it's done like as if he was in the Los oh, yeah, Eisley Cantina. Right, that's right. Uh-huh. Oh, aliens whose whose bodies don't make any type of like ecological sense whatsoever. Guys, we need a video to make Billy Ocean look manly. <laughs> this is going to take some doing. All um, right, I've got one song that I wanted to bring up back when you're doing best videos, best songs. Yep, Opposites Attract by Paul Abdul. The raps don't like it. Here's a little story, and you're sure to like it. Swift and sly, and I'm playing it cool with my homegirl, Paula. I can watch that video over and over and over, and I can oh. never get enough. 
You know, the I guess thing your is, new nickname is going to be MC Scat Cat. Yeah. I mean, the, the sad thing is Paula Abdul will go to her grave with people asking her whatever happened to DJ Scat Cat. <laughs> was it DJ Scat Cat or MC Scat Cat? No, it was, it was MC Scat Cat. Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, God. But I'm also, Late 89 was a dark, dark year for music. <laughs> I'm also going to bring up the video for Iran. Um, great song, but yeah, round and round and with round mirrors, and, and they had. You got to keep in mind that they literally had seventeen dollars to make a video with, <laughs> right. so they found some streetwalker women, <laughs> dressed them up. They had the um the video camera wrapped in aluminum foil, so when you saw it, you would see it like wrapped in aluminum foil, so it wouldn't reflect against the mirrors. But it did. Yeah. Uh, but it is an awesome song. Though. Yeah, and. They they did up the ante though with Space Age Love Song. Oh yeah, they just had uh, Mike score pretty much, you know, singing in a in a haze and with you know with his giant hair. And that poor kid was like seven, who was a guitarist, <laughs> literally, he was like seven years old prodigy. I can't stay. I'm going crazy. <laughs> what's uh, what's next that you got on there, Mike? Uh, I kind of mentioned Come On Eileen, but then I crossed oh. out. It's an okay video. British hobos. It's Autumn's favorite song yeah, of the that's 80s. That's why I crossed it out. The, here's the thing, though, with that. And this was interesting. because it's, it's just so overplayed. This was a, po- so a product of pop-up video, though. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, what's it, Kevin Rowland? Is that his name? Yes. Um, was such a tyrant with the band that in the middle of shooting, he actually fired a member of the band <laughs> and replaced him. Is it so, the one who was playing the... I think he's playing the washboard. The washboard. <laughs> Or the jug, I couldn't figure out which. Have you seen him lately? Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, what else you got, though, well, Mike? I've got a few songs that are bad songs, bad videos. All right. You Can Call Me Al. Oh, God, back when we used to think Paul that Chevy Simon. Chase was funny. Yeah, this Nobody, was... I never thought Chevy Chase was funny. It's uh, right after, after Paul Simon left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> left uh, Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah. You got another one here, which I, I want to touch on. Yeah. Uh, Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh my god First of all Eddie Murphy singing anything Was pretty terrible yeah. But having Rick James A. produce it And B. need to need to show himself In the video Like Wow this is Eddie Murphy's video Screw that I'm a star too Where's my cocaine <laughs> It's a hell of a drug <laughs> Then he starts like Playing the bass And all He likes to party All the time Even Eddie's uh, like hey, Come on Come on yeah. <laughs> Come on Ricky What's going on there Get out of here It's back when Eddie Murphy Was still funny Ooh, that's that's cutting it close. Yeah. That is really cutting it close. But I also got um, this was actually mentioned by I think by Chris. Don't worry, be happy. Ugh. Bad song, bad video. Here's the thing: I it I hadn't I had already hated the song before. I, I hated the video because I hadn't seen the video. Yeah. It only took me like two listenings of "Don't Worry, Be Happy" to hate the song immensely. With the white hot passion of a thousand suns, <laughs> so then when I saw the video, it, this is back around the time I'm like, you know what, Robin Williams really isn't all that funny. He's done a lot of coke, hasn't he? He's done an awful lot of coke. <laughs> what are these faces that he's made? Why is he dancing? Why 
Robin, Bobby... go be yourself. Kick your legs in the air. Wear a bad, have a bad mustache. Why, be hairy. Why is Bobby McFerrin not wearing a shirt the entire time? Or shoes. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, I got a. I'm pulling one. Pretty deep here. Okay. Right, bad song. Okay, video. Okay. I'm say that. I'm going. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yep. Two tribes. Remember that video? It was it was a guy dressed like Ronald Reagan and a guy dressed just like yeah, I think it was Khrushchev. Uh, no, it not, was Khrushchev. Was no, it wasn't Khrushchev. Gorbachev? Gorbachev. No, not Khrushchev. No, Gorbachev. it wasn't Gorbachev either. It was um. Yeltsin. Ooh, no, no, no! There was like that little string where they kept dying. They kept dying every year. Whoever um, was, he was, the Russian premier. Yeah, and they were in a mud wrestling match. Chunyanko. That's what it was. Yeah, Const- yeah, Chunyanko. That's right. And they were in like a Thunderdome. <laughs> Match and it, it's a bad song, but it was it was it was it was a cool idea actually. Yeah. You know, the song was about nuclear war. Yeah, you know, yeah, like every other video in the eighties. Yeah, and then there's another one. Um, great song, bad video, Rock of Ages, yeah. Def Leppard. Yeah, um, I don't need to see any any skinny rocker try try to come off as a warrior king. Yeah, and if you're gonna do that, you know, put them in some armor or something. It's like, hey, put your shirt on that you yeah. screwed forty. <laughs> Groupies in last night. Yeah. Oh, boy. Leather pants. <laughs> Let's move on to some of the personalities, some of the best and most odious personalities uh, that were employed by MTV at the time. All right. Uh, who's your favorite VJ, Jim? Oh, J.J. Jackson. He was just so smooth. Yeah. And he had a lightning earring. <laughs> Mike? Yeah. You I like Jesse say, Camp? No. Mark Goodman. You like Mark Goodman? Yeah. Ugh. I think I gotta go with Mark Goodman as well. Um, and that's just based on the fact the guy kind of just... He fits. Yeah. He, he completely yeah. belongs there. I understand, but it's when, when J.J. Jackson would announce a video it just sounded so legit. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, yeah. It's like, this is gonna be a good video. J.J. Jackson and, gets a stop. And now, Adam Ant. <laughs> yeah, Adam Ant! Stand and deliver. Here is the latest song from Asia's second album. <laughs> uh, <boy. laughs> um, now, some of, some of the people that I just... Martha Quinn has really kind of built her entire reputation in the last 30 years as being the queen of the 80s. My favorite Martha Quinn uh, factlet is that she doesn't know any of the answers to her own trivia game. Like, on, on, the, on the podcast Stuck in the 80s, they were interviewing her, and she was like, yeah, yeah sure, read me some of the trivia questions, I'll answer them. And they asked her three questions, which she completely got wrong. Queen of the 80s, I, I kind of doubt it. Queen of the 80s, my ass. Ugh, Nina Blackwood. She was attractive then, okay. not so much now. I actually saw a little clip of her while I was doing some um, <laughs> some of the media research for the show today. And, you know, I can understand, like, the bad girl end of stuff. I mean, she used to, like, smoke while she was, was introducing right. videos, like, on screen. It was unheard of. Yeah. 
You're with MTV this afternoon. I'm Nina Blackwood in for Martha Quinn. The police have come up with an interesting concept for the art on their upcoming album, Synchronicity. Yes, interesting name. Sting, Stuart Copeland, and Andy Summers are all having individual photos taken of themselves without letting each other know what type pictures they will be. And this concept stems from the whole ti uh, the title, actually, which means seemingly coincidental series of events that actually mean something when observed together. All right. So this means if the photos match up in some strange fashion, they've accomplished the purpose of the album cover. Um, if you've seen or heard her now, well, let's go back to episode 50 where Jim um, likened uh, Margot Kidder's Lois Lane to a pack of cigarettes. Um, essentially, Nina Blackwood is a pack of cigarettes uh, wrapped in a very, very greasy ham sandwich. Which you can, <laughs> you can listen to her Her dulcet tones, yeah. On, regularly. On, on 80s on 8. 8 on Sirius. Yep. The... The only time I actually ever listen to that channel anymore is when they're doing like their, their top forty countdown. They, they don't have from Casey Kasem doing yeah from 1982. Yeah. Love those; those are fun. Another person who I just didn't get like the, the popularity of on MTV is Pauly Shore. Well, I don't get the popularity of Pauly Shore anyway. Yeah, I mean he's a member of the Lucky Sperm Club. Yeah. His mother was uh, Mitzi Shore, who owned the um, the Comedy Connection oh, in okay. Hollywood. Which where like uh, comedians like Richard Lewis and um, Jay Leno and those types were, we all got their start. Yeah. So you know he'll just latch on to his mom's good name. You guys remember Jimmy the Cab Driver? I don't remember Jimmy. Uh, Don, really Donald Logue as uh, Jimmy the Cab Driver. He was kind of this greasy guy who would talk about music videos to his his cat. You know the, the people who oh I do driving. yes okay. But it was like so obnoxious and stupid. And eventually, you know, when they came around to the parody of Alanis Morissette's ironic video, you know, he was kind of like, you know, for Jimmy, Jimmy the Cab Drivers. <laughs> that was pretty awful. Um, Adam, Jim, you want to bring up a couple of these? Adam Curry, who ruined Headbangers Ball. They used to have Ricky Rackman, who, you know, obviously knew the business. You know, he... he Loaded with tattoos. No, no but, but whatever. But he knew, the, he knew the business. He knew the bands. He, you know, he could... Because he, he was a, you know, he owned a, he owned a club. It's with the dude from Faster Pussycat. I'm sure that was that took off like a yeah, like an M80. But you know, he, and then they said, you know what, we need a good looking guy. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get Adam Curry. He's kind of a good looking guy. I guess I'm taking the Mike trail and talking about <laughs> hot men. And we're gonna put him in a buckskin leather jacket, <laughs> which will immediately give him metal cred. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he just it killed. I mean, I would still watch it because I, you know, I wanted to see the videos, but yeah, it it, it killed it. It just it just it became more hair metal ball than than metal like ball. actual. Yeah, you'd hear you know Danzig, and you'd hear this real heavy, you know, like old Iron Maiden, and then it went to hey, we're you know, it's the head headbangers ball. Let's listen to Trickster and uh, oh god, Britney Fox. Yeah, <laughs> a poor man, Cinderella. Yep. Then there was Jesse Camp, who did you say that was a mistake? They hired him by mistake or something? No, it, they they actually had a a contest um, where viewers, I believe, could vote for the next great VJ. Yeah, and it was between between somebody. No, no, the guy's on all the time now. Dave something or other. I, oh God! But he's he seemed to know what he was talking about. And this guy Jesse Camp it was kind of like a a Shannon Hoon ripoff, you know, like this. He's this flaky dude. He walked around bare feet with like a like a hat. It looked like like a, a Jethro Tull reject or something like that. And this kid won, 
And he was on for like a year. He talked like this, you know. And he, he was gone within, I, th- I think, a half an hour. I think they realized the mistake and they got rid of him because he was horrible. Oh, boy. Hello? Is anyone in there? Oh. Sorry about that. Hey. Hi, I'm Jesse Camp. And you're watching LUV TV on YouTube featuring the amazing Jimmy Sweet and a lot of hot girls. So check it out. It's going to be good. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, now, some of the shows, MTV actually did, I mean, yeah, Remote Control kind of brought up the the half-hour uh, regulated TV, but every Friday night when MTV first started, they had the MTV concerts, yep. and there was some good stuff. I remember... It was good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing an, uh, a Minute Work concert. Def Leppard. Uh, Def uh, Leppard. Adam Ant, actually, I seem to remember I had a birthday party sleepover, and we all watched, the, we stayed up for the Adam Ant concert. I actually kind of remember that. Yeah. And that's like back Judas when Judas Priest. They, I mean, they had everything. I mean, yeah, it, but that's also before you know. They're like, hey, you know, we'll just this is hot. We'll play nothing but this type of music for twenty four hours a day. You know what they used to do too? They used to have the, they used to have the, every Friday night they would have a countdown or they they put they pit two videos. Against oh my god! Yeah, the um the Friday night fight. The Friday night fight, and then you'd call in, and I remember it was the the, the big two. I remember the, the, no no Billy Jean. Usually, okay. Billy Jean was was number one for years, right? But I remember there was like this big because what they did was they kind of had like a like a like a semifinals or a finals between like the two that had reigned the longest, and it was photograph from um, Def Leppard and uh, Come On Feel the Noise by Quiet Riot. By Quiet Riot. Yeah. And what they did was they had this promotional thing where they had like Joe Elliott and Kevin Dubrow working out in the gym, like getting ready for the fight. <laughs> now imagine these two skinny, you know. <laughs> Two skinny rockers. I I'm, I I know Joe Joe Elliott actually didn't do any drugs. He was a big, pretty big drinker. But Kevin Dubrow was probably strung out on God knows what. He didn't look like the type to me. No, not at all. But they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kick some ass, and it was so embarrassing to watch. <laughs> and then I think they stopped doing that when um, ZZ Top's TV dinners won for like five consecutive <laughs> weeks. Like you know, it's because there's a little green alien came. Fuck out of the this dinner. shit. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, those were fun. Some of the other shows I loved. Uh, you brought up Hang- Handbangers Ball, yeah, which yeah. was great. The only the like the scratch your head moment for that though was when they brought Nirvana on, right as soon as Nevermind was released, yeah. and Kurt Cobain was so strung out on heroin he was like wearing like a because space at suit. the time it hadn't been classified as a new type of music, so right. it was it was heavy, so it must be metal. Yep. Uh, but 120 minutes. Yeah, I like. I, that I loved that show. That show lasted a lot longer than I remember. They it just lasting. resurrected it. Yeah. It's on MTV too now, that Matt Pinfield dude. Oh, boy. They brought him out of Mothball. Oh, boy. I think it's monthly. Yeah. They used to do, I mean, I used to get so many good bands out of that. Back, you know, back when I used to go to Coconuts and buy cassettes all the time. (laughs) Uh, So much good stuff on there. I saw so many bands that ended up opening up for bands I used to see. Well, you know, you know what I actually, I remember on 120 Minutes, and Andy will get a tingle from this, was uh, The Church is Under the Milky Way. They played that a lot. A lot of Depeche Mode, a lot of in excess, but you know it was, you know it was a nice switch because a lot of the stuff, a lot of it was more underground. It didn't get a lot of rotation. Yeah, it was on so late at night yeah, too that. It, but it was it was nice to see these types of right. videos, you know, as you know, and it really as my taste, my my own musical taste started to kind of change a little bit, and I kind of gravitated away from more of the heavier stuff. Yeah, I, there was some good stuff on there. It was the first time I'd really heard stuff from like Susie and the Banshees and the Smiths, and yeah, so some good stuff. Um, 
I'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, I am Cornholio. I need TV for my bunghole. I want all your cappuccino. Do it, brother Beavis. Are you threatening me? You do not want to face the wrath of my bunghole. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the riffing you hear in this show is probably because of Beavis and Butthead. You Pretty know, much making fun of videos. I mean that that. That, that that when they do, would do that, that was the funniest moments on TV. It was. I honestly like Beavis and Butthead better when they were critiquing videos than when That's they were what doing I mean. like their story. No, no, stuff. the storyline was, was useless when they were critiquing videos. There was nothing funnier on TV at that point. It was hysterical. Just in the funniest parts, always too was you know they you know George Michael would come out <laughs> and they just sit there awestruck looking at the TV <laughs> with just with their jaws dropping to the floor. That was the funniest part. Well, there was when they had um, Supermodel from RuPaul. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I think it was the beam. It was like, hey, she's cute. <laughs> um, I remember one, I don't even remember what the video was, but I just remember like there was this, this pig with like this gigantic nut sack. And, <laughs> what? And like Beavis started like losing his oh, mind that was over tool. it. That was, was it tool? tool? I think it was Undertow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those were great. Now, um, you know, it was mentioned that um, they're coming back. But I think the way they're going to do is they're going to start critiquing um, like the MTV reality shows, oh. like Jersey Shore and you know Sixteen and Pregnant and Teen Mom and uh, those those shows make fun of themselves I, exactly. I, and that's what we have Joel McHale for. But that's we have not, National they, Treasure Joel McHale because not, of that. That's this is true. But you got to remember though too that. The reason why Beavis and Butthead were making fun of videos at the time, at that time, is because that's what MTV was airing. They don't air videos anymore. Right. So what else are they going to make fun of? They're going to see Schnooky peeing on the on the barroom floor. <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. One of my personal favorites from uh, the MTV TV stuff is the State. Maybe I'm old fashioned, but. Women voters, welcome to planet Mars. I'll be over in my spaceship. Yeah. Oh my god! I watched the. I, I got the entire series from Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just there was so much stuff. I mean, I remember the big stuff, but when I would go back and watch uh, some of the some of the stuff like Sideways House, which was this skit that I completely had forgotten about, where. It was supposed to be. It was set up as a wacky sitcom thing. How are they going to live in a sideways house? And the guy go, you know, the 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 father gets in, he falls over. He's like, I can't live here. Where's my son? He fell. He broke his neck. Oh, this house will kill us all. Don't remember that. Oh, great. I mean, the bearded men of Space Station Eleven. <laughs> Greatest rhetorical conversation in history. But another show that. I started sh- I started finding up some YouTube clips and posting on my Facebook page with Syphil and Ollie. Yeah, um, I think uh, Jim mentioned this one. Yeah, Jim did mention that one. Uh, Syphil and Ollie, it, 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 sock puppets. Okay. That's all it was. Two sock puppets standing in front of a microphone talking about stuff. And they had Chester, who was just kind of like a basket case. He was like this little yellow puppet with these weird feathered eyes. And then Precious Roy's Home Shopping Network. Where uh, Precious Roy would sell like this just cheap crap, and then they'd have his his little jingle. This is Precious Roy, and the kids like to feed me hay. Hey, Precious, how about this Elf Hotel? Buy my horse dividers. 
suckers! Precious Roy, Precious Roy, making lots of suckers out of girls and boys. Great stuff. Now, Jim, were you a fan of Liquid Television? No. No? I was not. Mike? Nah, I, well, I didn't really have I don't too much MTV. You know, at that point, MTV, I had kind of pulled away. Because, I mean, for me, it was watching videos. Right? Yeah. I wanted to watch music videos. I mean, yeah. some of the shows were fun. I mean, I, I didn't really watch it. Yeah, I, I remember watching a lot of it in college just because it was something good to drink to. You were stoned. I was stoned. Yeah, that. Um, Yo MTV Raps, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, you know what? We would be remiss in saying, you know, because we, we've taken a lot of shots at MTV. Okay. It's easy to do. Oh, God, yeah. MTV, though, is is one of the first networks really to start pushing black artists. Yeah. That's they very really true. were. I mean, because if you watch MTV... You know, from, you know, the beginnings to, like, 1983, the black artists you're going to see are basically Michael Jackson. You know... Pretty much. It was a lot of pasty it. British yeah. guys. It was. It was It was all the new wave guys. Pass the Dutchie on the left-hand side? Yeah, okay. Musical yeah. youth. <laughs> Musical youth. <laughs> but, you know, and Michael Jackson helped pave that way, but a lot of artists came out and really started railing against it. I remember David Bowie had an interview one time with Mark Goodman, and he came out and he said, you know, there's just not enough black... Artists, there's so many great black artists, and they're, they're not being showcased on this channel. And you know, I remember Rick James, who <laughs> wasn't quite as uh, eloquent as David Bowie was, but basically said the same thing. And from that spawn, basically, mainstream music now is 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 R and B. It's not rock, right. you know, and all of that. And and, and and it's because of that. So mm. everybody who likes their Nicki, Min- Nicki Minaj videos and stuff like that, I'm still convinced call she's David a robot. Bid- call David Bowie and thank him because <laughs> you know, I mean, he really did usher that. And then, I mean, that's that's important. I mean, yeah. culturally, it just it just it blew off into a thousand different sections. I mean, in Yo, in Yo MTV Raps, that was that might be the most popular concept show that that, that station has ever put out. It yeah. was massive. And I gotta thank uh, Steph and my future brother-in-law Adam for buying me my Yo MTV Raps T-shirt that I do probably wear. <laughs> I'm not kidding you; it's my it's one of my favorite T-shirts. Ah, nice, nice. It was a it wasn't a bad show. I mean, the be- the beauty is with especially with Yo MTV Raps, they would play Public Enemy. I mean, you get them at eleven o'clock at night. But... Oh, and Flavor Flav would show up every once in a while. They'd beat him away with a broom. But I mean, it was <laughs> it, it, it was good because it, it, it was one of the first times too. They actually had two guys, two hosts with a lot of personality. Because up until then, it was you know Ricky Ratchman coming out going, "Hey, you suck if you don't like Iron Maiden. Let's listen to the Trooper." These guys <laughs> came out and actually had personalities. They did skits and they and they really kind of paved the way for you know. More having more of a concept with your host, having the host be an integral part of the show, right, not yeah. just somebody who just in- introduces the song and you know cuts to commercial. Yeah, coming up next is a band that's going to be in the in the studio later on this year. Um, I want to talk about another uh, trailblazer though. Is the Real World? Ugh. Yeah, not in a good way. No. Yeah. Sorry, it's not. It pretty much spawned what we we know today as the the television landscape, reality TV. It is. It's it. It, it ruined TV. I'm sorry. I know people love the real world. I mean, who wouldn't love a bunch of the most horrendous douchebags? Yeah. You know, stuffed into a little apartment where they get into fights and pee on the floor. I'm. Yeah. I wouldn't like it. Not. Oh, okay. I don't either. 
I'm, I, I'm honestly amazed it's gone God knows how many seasons now. I don't I mean, know. Uh, like 18 or something like that? Oh, God, 19, more than that. 20? It's been, I think it's like 20 seasons of the real world. Oh. And it's just, it just blows me away because, you know... The first couple of seasons, yeah, you get some groundbreaking stuff there. The Pedro Zamora stuff was was pretty big for TV. Well, it was there was a couple. There's like there's some guy Puck. Puck, yeah. He was, but it was supposed to be reality TV, and most people watch it would, would realize that his actions were contrived. I'm right. Sorry. I mean, they they were they were contrived by producers and directors to yeah. to, to gain. To, to generate interest. The first real like real reality life show isn't villain, that though. Yeah, real life isn't that interesting. Sorry. Yeah. No. no, it's not. No. And that that's gone and spun off a whole like cottage industry. Well, especially Survivor on... made it mainstream. Yeah. But if it wasn't for this show, we would have never had Jersey Shore. So that for that one they should be damned to hell. <laughs> oh, they are. Oh yeah. Another show that I could really give a rat's ass about, but apparently is really popular, is Jackass. Don't care. Well, I I, I got to admit, I usually I don't I haven't watched much of it, but when I've watched, I've, I've usually laughed. Yeah. I, I won't lie to you. I mean, when you stick a guy in a porta potty, get a crane, lift it forty feet in the air, spin it around, and the guy comes walking out just covered in human excrement, <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, hey, next week, next week, next, no. next week, Steve O staples his scrotum to the floor. <laughs> Good for him. Well, Yay. Good for him. And that's yeah. also spawned three hit movies. And so way, for that, they're paying him millions of dollars. You know. uh, the last incredibly popular show that was actually music-based <gasps> was Total Request Live. Oh, my God. With the tool, Carson Daly. It, huge. Uh, it was on for years. Oh, no, it was, it was like five. No, I'm sorry. Not, it was like five or six years, wasn't it? How long was um, it on for? Oh, God. I think it was on for like ten years. They had just signed but off that recently. Was, but that's because they br- actually brought the show back because they were getting killed for not playing videos. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we're, our ratings are through the roof because of all this reality and all, you know, Beavis and Butthead and Liquid TV. But, okay, so we do have a segment that do, they, you know, they do want to hear some videos. So they brought TRL when they would play 17 seconds of a video and then Britney Spears would come tramping <laughs> out and they'd talk to her for a few minutes. And she'd yeah. shave her head. And then she shaved her head. And then Mariah Carey came out serving ice cream and crazy. And <laughs> they should just take out her win- her. Oh, box. God. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, but you're right, though. It was like, okay, can you guys please play some music on your music television? Um... MTV Music Television. Hello. Yeah. Well, but, you know, with MTV, you know, I mean, I might be going on a quick tangent here, but... I you know for me because you know I'm going to be forty. Um, most of my, you know, m- when my parents were kids and listening to records, their first musical memory memory about music was listening to something on the radio. Where Andy and and Mike and I w- will remember events from MTV. Like my first yeah. real music like event that really helped shape the music fan that I am is Live Aid. And they always seem to be, have like you know, anytime there was a massive concert like this, they always played it. Yep. You know, and, and to me that helped shape what you know my musical collection today. And it, it was Live Aid. It wasn't We Are the World. It was not We Are or Hands oh. Across America. Oh wow! <laughs> that horrendous failure. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, can you just stretch out a little longer? Can, do you have an arm span of thirty feet? We really need that right now. But seriously, don't you remember you and I watched 
Live Aid, Live Aid. from oh, beginning yeah. to end. I remember you coming over to my house at like 7.30 in the morning. Fantastic. And, and we watched Billy Ocean's, you know, <laughs> lip-syncing mishaps and, you know, seeing... Oh, seeing Duran Duran play Duran and Durant watching play. the police play for like the final time. It was one of them. But yeah. I will also say that Live Aid turned you 2 into megastars. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Because oh, they yeah. played bad. I'll remember... Bernie hitting me with a stick, getting so excited <laughs> listening to Bad, but that's what turned them into huge megastars. Yeah. And, and you know what? In one of the greatest live performances I've ever seen and ever will see on well, on TV, but was uh, Queen's performance. It oh, was, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. And, and, you know, getting back to Radio Gaga, they had, the enti- they had all of Wembley Stadium, which is an enormous stadium. Mm. They had them in the palm of their hands for, the radio, for radio Gaga. It, was, it is yeah. one of the most electrifying live performances I've ever seen. They were, yeah. Led Zeppelin, my favorite band, Led Zeppelin reformed, and they just paled in comparison to Queen yeah. that day. But that's my point, is because of this channel, because they had such a widespread popularity, they were able to broadcast these types of events. And it was, it was to this day, I mean, I, I wish I could find, I think you can get all the Live Aid somewhere. You can you get them on DVD now? Yeah, i, I got to get that. So. Because I want to see Ultravox. <laughs> all right, now some bad ideas that MTV did have, though, oh. um... I'm pretty much speaking about their contests. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Back especially back in the early eighties, they used to have these contests where you would win something, you would be flown out on the MTV Lear Jet to Parts Unknown to uh go hang out with David Lee Roth's Lost Weekend or Asia in Asia where, you know, might be Japan, might be Cambodia. <laughs> And the, Welcome my, to the Hanoi Hilton. My absolute favorite was the um, Win a Pink House with John Mellencamp. To paint your mother pink. Yep. What they did was they bought this house in Indiana. Essentially, I think it was the, the hometown of, of John Mellencamp. It and was. And you, you bought, you know, they're going to give you the house. And John Mellencamp and all his buddies and all your your close, 200 of your closest friends go and paint the mother pink. Boy, that'd be a hoot, huh? Oh, yeah. And then they found out that the house was built on like a nuclear dump site. <laughs> They ended up having to, like, sue and sell it. Yeah. Another another kind of a bad idea that MTV had was kind of following along with anything Prince wrought throughout 1984 to 1986. All of the Minnesota-based funk bands. Oh, my God. Um, I was putting it this way to Mike, who wasn't all that familiar with... You, you could tell these bands because 
what they would do is every musician that wasn't tied down to an instrument, i.e. the drummer and the keyboard player, and even the keyboard player most of the time had a keyboard. Yes, you did. Yeah. When they when they got to when they got to the chorus of the song, they would all kind of do their march to the right, and then they do their little syncopated march to the left, and then they'd stop, and then they'd you know dozy do, and then just do it over again. It was it was actually pretty wretched. But well, bands like you know Vanity, ready uh, Sheila E, Ready for the World, and drink some cherry wine. <laughs> But you know what the sad thing is about Prince? The one thing that I really wish had caught on about Prince is... Oh, wait, I wait, re- wait. Morris Day in the time. I love Morris Day in the I time. I do, too. You, you, it's amazing. My favorite musician is Jerome Benton. The <laughs> because guy who he does just, nothing. He, he holds a mirror. He holds a mirror. <laughs> so Morris can look good. But the one, like, the one fad I really wish had caught on in the 80s was the Dr. Fink look. <laughs> Remember Dr. Fink from, from The Revolution? He would, yes. he would wear, like, the green medical scrubs, scrubs and the sunglasses, and he had, like, that really cool, like, Jew mullet that, you know, most most 80s musicians had. It well, was... he, they, well, he tried to, you know, he, of course, the Dr. Fink look. Don't forget the Japanese script-writing oh. headbands. Oh, yeah, that's... Or that... sleeveless t-shirts. I like now the... know what my Halloween costume is going to be this year. You're going to be the dude from Prince and the Revolution? I'm going to be Dr. Fink. Mike, we've been trying to get together, like all of our friends together, to get Prince and the Revolution as a ho- like a group Halloween costume. Yeah, Mike C. Mike C. would, C. would have to be Prince because he's so short. Yeah. Oh God, that would be great. You know, most of us have to like grow little pencil mustaches. <laughs> or draw. You know, sadly, our wives would have to be Wendy and Lisa. So. Yeah. Oh boy. So anyway, let's. We're we're kind of running low on time here. I really want to hit on something that has been bugging me for like the last twenty five years. Where did MTV really go off the rails? The real world. All right, the real, real world, world. You think real yes. world? Yes. All right. I think there's a number of different things. Yeah, the real world is one thing because that just wrought everything that we're seeing now in MTV. Yeah. Early nineties hip hop. Let's face it. There was a lot of shitty music out there that got a lot of airplay. Well, it, it did, but. Well, no, you, no. Well, you mean hip hop? You mean like oh, I'm talking like you the, mean you mean new new jack like, new jack swing? Oh, the new jack, and, yeah, that, that's what it is. Hammer. I know you're not talking about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh my God! Seriously. I'm talking about God. <laughs> I wanna sex you up. <laughs> Can you believe that they that TikTok? You don't stop. Color Me Bad actually has a best of. Sure, they had one album. <laughs> they but they they were one of the first bands at MTV started pushing. They're like, okay, we need a boy band. We need a white guy. We need a black guy. We need a Latino guy. We need an Oriental guy. But like all four of those guys look like other musicians. Like the white guy looked like Kenny G. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one of the guys looked like George Michael. The black guy looked like Terrence Trent Darby, and the other guy looked like Snow. <laughs> That's true. Oh god, I, just, I remember you couldn't get away from MC Hammer, and I wanted uh-huh. to just like put a nail in my well, you, head every you time. Actually, you liked, it. didn't you? Had the pants. I used I to walk. You, well, did, yeah. you used to walk around without your shirt oh, on, your pants. Well, I had the suspenders too. Don't forget the suspenders. Okay. Say, Andy, don't hurt me now. Because <laughs> okay, so we've got twenty thousand zippers in them. Oh, but no, don't hold anything. Yeah, no. Well, the, the hammer pants were just the puffy pants. Yeah. What, was, who, who the zipper they pants? had a crotch that went down to your knees. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I wonder Michael, why. Michael Jackson had all the zippers oh, and, and right. stuff on his. On you were a little young. Yeah. I'm so well, yeah. I remember Michael Jackson and MC Hammer. Another thing, I know, but. You're still a little young. Another thing that really killed MTV's credibility, though, was kind of putting the, the, their their faith and money behind really crappy movies. No, what they did was they went away from vi- videos and they went they put 
they, they threw their eggs in the formatted television series, yeah. be it yeah. remote control, or don't forget that horrible show with Claire Danes and um, Jared Leto. My so-called life. Yeah, that was actually on CBS for like a season before they they picked oh, it up. Wow. Well, but again, it, it was they were picking up reruns. But, they, they, but that's the point. They were putting shows like that on. Yeah. They were putting on, and now it's all real-life docudrama crap. My and Secret it, Life was uh, American Teenager. That's on the CW. That's still crappy. Oh, it's, God, it's, it's pretty awesome. No, I think, that's, I think that's MTV fan, uh, ABC Family. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is ABC Family. It's still Family. on those same lines, though. It's yeah, just, it's, uh, it's pretty awful. They're angsty. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if we were to cut the body open right now and, and decide what killed it, we're going to go with reality I TV. Say, uh, no, yeah. The real world. The it real world. It, it was right. such a massive phenomenon, and it's so cheap. Oh yeah, well produce, that's and that's it. If, if, if it's costing them nothing, it's making mega rate. They're gonna just go with it. It's yeah. it's, it's here to stay. It is yeah. never ever going away. Right. So trends come and go. Very few stick like reality TV. Yeah. And it is. So if you really want to get your fix of early '80s videos, your best bet is probably YouTube. Yep. Well, yeah, but I mean, you could DVR it, but uh, VH1 Classic, which brought back. At the 24-hour video format. Really? They got away from it? And the- they got away from it. But, yeah, but at least they show pretty good stuff. They show right. rock documentaries and concerts and stuff like that. But usually during the day, up until about 4 o'clock, they play videos. Did they stop doing that crap, though, where they were playing, like, the the uh, past and present videos? Like, they I don't play know if they do Mr. That. Roboto from Styx, and then they play a new song from Styx? Styx has got new songs out? A couple of years ago, they did. They're pre- fucking Hey, awful. are we relevant? No, we're not. Because <laughs> it was funny, because with VH1 Classic... Autumn and I would go over to Jim and Becca's house all the time, mm. and she like, and Autumn was always like, "Why are we always watching this channel? Because it's cool. That's why yeah. it was. It was because videos yeah. you forget about it. Oh yeah, the, like the Saga video for on the loose. Oh yeah, I had forgotten that there was a band called Saga where the lead singer essentially had like these sweat red pants. He had sweatpants and knee pads. Sweat, yeah, sweatpants and knee pads, and uh, uh, the shirt was like the te- the tearaway shirt with like the it was the, the, the rising lettering. sun. Yeah, it was a rising sun on it. <laughs> On, on one of my flights out of California, I used to fly out there all the time. Yep. The entire flight out, all I did was watch VH1 Classic on that little TV they oh gave God. you. Oh, God. I, I got to throw one in there quickly yep. for my yep. little segment. Quick, before yep. I forget. Good song, bad video. Golden Earring, Twilight Zone. Oh, I song. love that song. Oh, the video is unbelievably stupid. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, good call. How do we inter- how do we how do we uh, interrogate him? I know. Let's get a leggy blonde to dance in front of him. <laughs> That, that that works, right? Yes. <laughs> Don't show me that. You know what is another like kind of like okay song and pretty terrible video? She's a beauty by the tubes. No. <laughs> with with megastar fee waybill at the at the lead vocals. I, I got to admit, for a simple concept, uh, the tubes uh, talk to you later is a really it's good an awesome video. Song. It's, I a great, love it's song. a great song. Yeah. How about down under. I love that. I love Men at Work. Yeah. They right. they had a lot of good videos. They they they. they Doctor Jekyll and Mister uh, Doctor Heckle and Mister Jive didn't really care for that much because yeah. it really put their uh, their keyboard slash flautist the only criticism in the I have, forefront. The only criticism I have about Down Under is that what you hear in the song is exactly what you see in the video. There's no deviation. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You know, actually, you know, for a band that's so technically advanced, you know, what you really had crappy videos was Rush. Yeah, I love Rush, but most no, of their videos were awful. That's another version. I was talking about that with Mike earlier. Great song, bad video. Distant early warning. Hey, oh, yeah. let's stick a kid on a nuclear missile. <laughs> in front of a blue screen. And then keep showing Getty Lee, the ugliest man in rock and roll, next to Lemmy. I don't know what was pointier, the, the missile or his gigantic <laughs> schnoz. 
No, disres- I do like Rush. I love Rush. In fact, i got to pick up moving pictures from the library. Okay. Yeah, so nice. I'm looking forward to listening to that one. All right, so I think we, we've wrapped this episode up in yes. a timely fashion. So, happy birthday, MTV. Please rot in hell. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, uh, before we get to, we're actually gonna, we don't really have much for Stupid Stupid or Trailer Park. There has been no decent trailers Nothing. lately. Hopefully, we'll, we're, we're, we're gonna really have to scrub. I think we might end up going with some TV trailers on our next episode. I know we're gonna start seeing some stuff for Sherlock pretty soon. Oh, which oh, I am psyched about. They just, they showed like 15 seconds on, uh, on... I, I toyed with playing that, but Avengers. it's like not enough. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, well, the, we don't really have a real trailer for that yet. Sure you do. We'll have one soon. We'll have one very soon. Yeah. And I rub my hands in anticipation. But before we start our uh, salad shills, I do want to welcome a couple of new members to the Geek Salad family. Um, they're actually Jim's family members, uh, his sister Stephanie and his soon-to-be brother-in-law, uh, Adam... Welcome to the family, guys. Yeah, they've really jumped in with both feet. Oh my god, I've been getting emails from Adam left and right. Hey, can you put this episode on? Can you put this episode on? Um, I'm out of episodes. Look at it. It's like, i got like 25 episodes on um, on the Podbean show right now. What do you want? Well, get more. Don't worry. Well, he's he's pretty knowledgeable, too, so I think we're going to be bringing him on at some point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, very cool. Absolutely. we got a lot of good stuff. And we are taking votes um, for some of our... Uh, for some of the uh, episode ideas. Yep. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, let's get into our salad shills, uh, the stuff that we want to talk about that we've had since the last episode. Mike, why don't you start? Well, just today, actually. I Well, it aired yesterday, but I watched it today. The return of season six of Doctor Who with the episode Let's Kill Hitler. I am really looking forward to watching that one. Um, you just can't go wrong with a title like that. <laughs> I have just started getting into the the most recent Doctor Who, and I'm really enjoying it much more so than the original do- like the original seven the Tom, Doctors. The Tom, yeah. the Tom Baker. Oh God! I really thought I was going to like him. I really did. I just can't. I, I've, I'm watching through those, but it yeah, they're not nearly as good as the current. current Chris ones. Eccleston has just been fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm watching my Netflix streaming. Mm. Um, so go ahead. Any any thoughts? Can or anecdotes? Um. I'm trying to keep this spoiler free. Um, they don't kill Hitler. No, they don't kill Hitler. Oh, damn! In, in fact, um, the doctor accidentally saves his life. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But then they lock him in a closet, so. All right. Oh, there you go. There you go. He's a time lord. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I got uh, something to talk about. Actually, Mike and I did this was last week or the week before? The week before, I believe. week before. Yeah, Riff Tracks had their... Um, one of their uh, live broadcasts of Jack the Giant Killer, which oh. was a fun time. Truly hilarious. Terrible early 60s movie with yes. bad acting, awful special effects, and I'll just sum it up by saying, seize the bone. Seize the bone. <laughs> Jimmy, got anything you want to uh, promote? Um, no. All okay. right. That's fine. So anyway, as I mentioned before, we are taking votes for um, what episodes we're going to be doing next. Uh, we're going to be doing it right directly through our Facebook page. Um, and right now, we have a winner, which I'll get to in just a second. Mm-hmm. But I do want to point out a few things. We're going to keep doing this between every episode. We're going to throw out some ideas and see what, what our fans want us to do. The only exceptions are going to be when we have timely episodes. So when we have our Halloween episode, it will still be a Halloween episode. Yep. Our Christmas episode will still be a Christmas episode. And I think we're planning on some, a Muppet episode somewhere around We are definitely going to do a Muppet episode around Ooh. the time that the Muppet movie comes out. Yeah. 
So if it's if it's not super timely, if it's something we just want to talk about, then we're going to be doing that. So episode 52, as chosen by the majority of people, mm-hmm. our Geek Salad audience, we're going to be going with guilty pleasures. And by which I mean that as a nerd, you're ashamed to admit that you like. Oh, we've got some, we've got a few of our own. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff that might hurt the nerd cred a little bit. You know? Uh, yeah. 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 There's, yeah. Some, there's some stuff I'm not too too proud of. But uh, we want to we want to hear from you on this one too. Uh, you can get to us in a number of different ways, as you are well aware. Uh, you can get us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Uh, like our Facebook page, uh, just Geek Salad. Uh, you can get to us Twitter at geeksalad.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I just want to make an announcement too for any of your friends, or you know, if you if you have a difficulty. Because you don't own an MP3 player or just don't know how to get podcasts other than listening to them on your computer. If you have an Android, an iPhone, or a BlackBerry, you can download the, a free app from Stitcher. Mm-hmm. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. We are officially part of the Stitcher family now. So we, um, we've we joined about 300 different podcasts right now. Nice. Which I'm, I'm, I'm pretty psyched about because all you got to do is type in Geek Salad. You'll find other stuff. That um, it's kind of related to us as well, and hopefully some people that are doing that are gonna find the show too. Um, it is a completely free app, mm-hmm. so uh, and you can stream it without having to download it to anything. Yeah, and you can take it with wherever you go. So again, if you've got an Android device, an iPhone, or a BlackBerry, you please do download download it just for the sake of downloading us, and then put us on your favorites. Yeah, there we go. Even if you're still gonna listen to it the old fashioned way, like through my iPod or your Zune. Oh yeah. So I, I've got I've got them on my phone. I've got them on my Zoom. I've got them on my computer. I'm such a whore. I listen to them while I'm counting money at the end of the night. So it's like, what are you, are you listening to yourself? Yes, yes, I, I am. I listen to them on my way to and from work. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way of taking notes and realizing just how 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 awesome the show sounds versus what we were at this time last year with the old microphone. Yeah, <laughs> or before with the old computer. So <laughs> remember this, guys. <laughs> How did you describe that? A, a robot humping a washing machine? Uh, no, I, I believe it was a, uh, ro- a robot um, administering oral sex. That's right. So, anyway, Jim, thanks again for coming. Yeah, hey. Two in a row. You're becoming a regular. Thanks. We like that. We like that. So, um, until next time, I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. Go forth and be nerdful, and we'll talk to you soon. Maybe I'll get the guys in Haircut 100 to fuck me because I'm not going to get any cock from the guys in Jackal with a Y. (laughs) So, um...